Welcome to the BeyondTheBaselines.com podcast, coming to you from Vero Beach, Florida, and Marion, Massachusetts. Hosted by Ed Chenefee, this is the podcast that researches and investigates the club management and facilities side of our business. Hello, and welcome to the BeyondTheBaselines.com podcast. I'm Ed Chenefee, your host, and each time we go on air, it's a pleasure and honor to bring you the news and the views from our private members club and boutique hotel industries. With three partners and a bravado and entrepreneurial instinct rarely seen, Patricio Misitrano has moved into the ownership category in our industry. His dream has led him to join forces with three other foresighted individuals and put a dream to reality in Norwalk, Connecticut by building the Sports House. The Sports House will be a facility housing pickleball, padel, and golf. Three sports, one club, one enormous warehouse. With approximately 70% of the pre-signed up members being individuals, with the rest of the club being made up of families, Patricio already has over 600 applicants for membership. And those applicants include a new demographic and member classification. It's a great idea. The Sports House will offer a club professional membership. Created with the local teaching pros in mind, the Sports House is welcoming those local pros inside their walls to both better understand these new-to-market racket sports, but then to bring and teach the sports back to their respective clubs. Unless we forget those rainy days with the golf simulators. I bet there are some local pros will be inside that air-conditioned space escaping the rain and the humidity of a Connecticut summer and the snow of a New England winter. Patricio has brought together a veritable think tank as the team behind his new venture. Juan Araya, director of rackets at Greenwich Country Club, and Mark Parsons, a fellow director from Long Island, and Mark Fischel, known to most of us as the voice behind Platform Tennis Broadcasts and the former president of the APTA. These four have teamed up to create a literal think tank blazing a new road in our industry. Creating a marketing plan, leading with this website at www.sports.house, and that's spelled H-A-U-S, this team already has over 600 registered applicants, and that's before they even sent out a blueprint of the plans to the marketplace. The site, located in the downtown district of Norwalk, Connecticut, inside a 30,000-plus square foot warehouse, is bringing excitement from the affluent areas of Greenwich, Darien, and New Canaan to South Norwalk, once a no-go area, but now a bustling area with restaurants, cafes, and young people. The Sports House will have its own cafe, with beer and wine, five pickleball and four padel courts, and two golf simulators. Armed with the knowledge of who is ready to apply, Patriciano has both the professional and social side of the business all wrapped up in one giant warehouse. But before I bring Patriciano on the line, I would like to remind all our listeners of just what we do here at BeyondTheBaselines.com. As a consultancy to the private members club and hospitality industry, we work with country clubs, golf and racket clubs, and yacht clubs, along with boutique hotels to create a best-in-class member experience while ensuring financial stability and health with long-term goals, objectives, and strategies. Our clients have ranged from large clubs such as the Wiano Club in Osterville, Mass., through to just tennis clubs such as East Chop Tennis Club up there on Martha's Vineyard, all the way down to Florida in one of the largest tennis facilities and clubs in the state at the Boulevard Tennis Club on Florida's East Coast. If your club or facility needs a new strategy, has an issue retaining staff, or would love advice on club governance to update decades-old bylaws, well, we're the consultancy for you. So please drop us an email at beyondthebaselines at gmail.com or contact us through the button on our website or just pick up the phone and call the offices right here on 508-538-1288. We look forward to hearing from you. But now... Without any further ado, here's the former Argentine paddle player who has brought his love for that sport and all racket sports to Sono, South Norwalk, as he builds his dream, the Sports House. Here's Patricio Misitrano. 
Hey there, folks. Welcome to Beyond the Baseline Podcast. I'm Ed Chanaki, and with me this week is Patricio Mistrano. Mistrano. Did I say it correctly, Patricio? Close enough. That's okay. Okay. And uh, Patricio and I uh, have known each other through, uh, you know, committees and um, the industry for a long time. We've never really had a long chat with each other, so this is great. And the reason I have Patricio on the podcast is because he has gone and started his entrepreneurial side of his business, he's gone and started a Padel Pickle and a golf simulator club called the Sport House right there in Norwalk, Connecticut. Before we go into that, Patricio, I'd love you to tell me your history because your history is very important to where you are now. So give us a give us a slight uh, part of your life in the day of life in the life of Patricio. Yeah, so I'm going to make a long story very short. Okay. And I grew up in Argentina playing tennis. I actually played a ton of sports. I played rugby. I played in a lot of basketball growing up. I played a lot of padel growing up and I did martial arts. And But tennis was my, my main sport. And I studied journalism back home. Then I came to the U.S. I played in college and I played at Weber International University, a small NIA school. You know, at the time it was one of the, the, the top teams in NIA. Mm-hmm. way back when. And and then I moved to the Connecticut area to teach tennis. I Soon after I got into platform tennis, this is 2006, when not, not that many pros were actually teaching platform tennis full-time. Very few. I, I remember there were only three that were teaching at the time. And now every single club in the area, and I'm including also Westchester County in New York, and there's close to a hundred full-time pros that teach platform tennis in, in our area alone. And so I went from one, one club, then I was a director um, of tennis, director of rackets, or a few other clubs. And, you know, I've been doing a lot of different things in the industry from, you know, teaching our own platform tennis camps with Juan Araya. We started a, in a company called Skull U and we manufacture and, and sell wholesale and retail and padel, pickleball, and platform tennis paddles. And so I've been doing a few things, you know, in the rackets industry that led me to where I am now that have three other partners and we we are starting with the sports house. That's fantastic. You know, it's it's funny. You're in a uh, a wonderful situation there. And and for people who don't live in New England in the in the in the tri-state area and Fairfield County, Westchester County, which is where uh, Patricia, you live in, in Wilton. I grew up on the corner uh, of Ridgefield in the South Salem, New York. So about eight minutes as the crow yeah. flies. But paddle has really paddle, you know, outdoor paddle has grown. So in in that you 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 noted to it is that a lot of the uh, paddle uh, clubs now have a year round pro, which wasn't there before. That's something we're seeing in our industry. I know at my my home club, Wakabuck. Um, country club which is where harry gilbert is director he yep. now has a full year paddle pro there yep. i know new canaan field club now has a full year round paddle when we when we grew up let's put grow up uh uh, uh, uh patricio you know we you were and you and i both worked at some of the same clubs uh greenwich country club and, yeah. and paddle wasn't as as big you know these the, tennis was the the main mainstay there was some squash but I think paddle has opened the door in a way to pedal and to pickleball, not so much pickleball, but definitely pedal. 
have you seen that transition? Have you seen people going from paddle to padel? I'm not up there. I'm in Florida now, so I, I, well, I don't know. I see that the I think pickleball attracts everybody. So you really don't need to have a rackets background to play pickleball, which is one of the main reasons you know that that is growing everywhere across the board. I mean, anywhere in the United States, you see pl- people playing pickleball. Now on the padel side, even though it's very easy to learn. And I feel like the players who are either, you know, tennis players or the golfers and, and the ones who don't like pickleball definitely are going to go into padel. And the ones who do like pickleball, they're also going to give it a try because it's another racket sports that, you know, it helps the crossover from one sport to the other. And in our area, there are very few places where you can actually play, you know, a few um, courts at someone's home. So mm-hmm. of course that's very limited to knowing the owner of the of the house, and then in Brooklyn, which is an hour and you know twenty minutes, an hour and a half at least from where I am, mm-hmm. and or if you're in Westchester County, maybe it's you know within the hour that you can get to. A lot of people are driving an hour to an hour and a half to play padel. So we think that when we open in in Norwalk in Fairfield County, we're gonna have a ton of people who are gonna try it for the first time because they don't want to drive an hour and a half or all the ones who are driving an hour and a half to play in Brooklyn, they will come and, and play at our place. And that's, that's one of the things that, that we see that everyone is like, okay, so thank you so guys for, for bringing Padel to, to Connecticut, to Fairfield County. And we really want our place not to be the only one. We want other clubs to open because that's going to help the, the entire and padel sport, world sport, you know, the sport. Right. absolutely yeah hey okay so you were a director of tennis um and a well-known one nationally recognized you know had great great um clubs that you worked at there in fairfield mostly uh fairfield county how is it are you drawing upon your your mem- past members are you drawing upon your experiences how are you getting people to know about the sports house? How are you marketing that being there, being a fixture in Fairfield County? You personally. Well, and I, I'm going to tell you a little bit about my partners. And so it's the four of us that we came up with this, this project. We've been working on it for about a year now, almost, almost a year. And so one of them is Juan Araya and I've known Juan for 35 years, you know, that's some some call it that you know a good thing some call it not such a good thing <laughs> but i've known juan for a long time we grew up playing tennis and padel together we played a tournament one or two tournaments prize money tournaments back in argentina when we were 15 okay. so we've been involved with the sport a little bit you know for and for for a long time then and not everyone knows juan he's been nationally ranked in the pickleball and singles rankings i think in the top 10 not long ago and was as high as number one in in the in the rankings for platform tennis, and Adam, yep. you know he's a very high level tennis player as well, and run some of the most, you know you could argue he, you know he's run some of the most exclusive and largest um, clubs in the Connecticut and, and New York area, and then we have Mark Parsons who you know top tennis standout at you know Tennessee. And number one in the in the platform tennis rankings, won multiple national tournaments. So everyone knows both of them in the rackets world. And our, our fourth partner is Mark Fischel, who on the platform tennis side, and everyone knows him. He's been commentating platform tennis matches on the APTA YouTube channel for a long time. 
And Mark Fischel also owns a, a club on Long Island, a tennis club. He's, he's owned that club for decades. And he's a former president of the APTA. So he's been involved with tennis and platform tennis for a long time. And the four of us, we, we Juan, Mark, and I might seem like we have you know very similar in background, which we do, but we are very different, which is a very good thing because we are different and we are doing you know things and and we all bring a little bit of a different perspective and so far you know because people know who we are and we haven't really marketed too much and we had over 600 i think we're close to 700 inquiries about membership and actually two or three days ago we posted a rendering of the club right and before that there were no renderings, no nothing, and we are closing in on a hundred and members already at the club. That people have given us, you know, their money already with months away from opening, and they haven't even seen, you know, the renderings. Photo. Yeah, or renderings. That, that that leads me to my next question, and um, you know, you're creating a club in Fairfield County, right? Which is, you know, the the center of what we could call you know, the tennis, age-old tennis racket industry, you know, it's a, it's a focal point tennis in the summers, especially. Yeah. Um, you're creating a new idea and a new club. You have a hundred members already who have given an initiation fee. I'm not going to ask you what those fees are. If you guys want to find out, please, I'll put uh, Patricio's details there. But um, what is the demographic of the 600 applicants or not applicants, but people who have asked about information and the hundred people that have already given you their initiation fee or their membership due, you know, deposit. What's, what's the, what's the demographic? Is it families? Is it, is it men? Is it women? Is it, what can you tell? So we have mostly and mostly I'm going to say, I think I have to count, but I think it's probably around 70% is and. 60 to 70 percent is just individuals 40 50 60 year old you know and men and women and okay. then we have the rest i would say is in families and then we also created a different type of membership that i haven't seen it maybe it's out there and called a club professional membership mm -hmm. because we want the club professionals the ones that are working you know at the, at the local clubs to come and be members of our club you know, at a discounted rate, because we want them to get involved with Padel and Pickleball, because we believe that when they come and they they play, most of them are teaching Pickleball, but especially on the Padel side, when they play Padel, they're going to go back to their clubs and they're going to say, oh, you should come to and play Padel. So we think it's a win-win because it's a great opportunity for us to bring all the pros and, you know, we are increasing our, our membership revenue, our, our dues revenue. And at the same time, they're going to be our spokespeople. Yeah, they're and, ambassadors. And the other thing, the other thing that we think is going to be great is they're going to learn the sport, then they're going to be able to teach the sport. So the sport is going to grow. And then they're going to go back to our clubs. And hopefully the clubs at some point, they're going to say, hey, we need Padel at our place. And it's going to be outside Padel, outdoor Padel for the most part. And then in the winter, they're going to come to our club and we're going to help the sport grow. That's fantastic. I mean, I, I do a similar thing here, uh, down here in Florida. We have a, I run a club called the Boulevard and on Tuesday nights, I bring all the local tennis pros for advanced men's night and yeah. the, the members love it because it's like a free exhibition pro-am with, with other pros. And, 
and it, and, and it's also those pros go back and say, hey, I had a great night at the boulevard. Well, that's an important part of the community. And mm-hmm. Fairfield is just the same. It's a it's a bunch of clubs, lots of clubs up there. Um, and and you're putting yourself in the middle of that by inviting the, the pros to be members, which is, I think, a really smart idea, making them ambassadors of not only your club, but of the sport, because the sport's new to the area, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no um, outdoor paddle courts, indoor paddle courts. I think, well, I know there are a few, uh, like I said, at, at some homes, and but there's no public paddle anywhere uh, other than Brooklyn and and Williamsburg in, in Brooklyn or Philadelphia. <laughs> those right, are the Philadelphia. closest. Those are the two. Those yeah. are the closest and close to us. And by the way, when you know I talked about initiation fees, they are very modest and compared to a country club. But okay. our idea and our vision is to create the atmosphere of a country club, you know, upscale club with a much lower um in rates. And so there's also, an is, is there initiation and then a yearly or monthly dues? So How does the, that work? So there's there's a one-time initiation that is in, in a couple hundred dollars, so it's not like thousands, okay. even for a family. And then there is a monthly fee that gives you you know certain benefits. We are still going to accept and allow non-members. So if you wanted to come and you're, on, you're not a non-member, you can also come and, and play. Just are you going to pay, pay a guest fee? But right. then there are also some limitations. So you're going to have you know X number of times that you can come per month and how far in advance you can book a court, you know, that, that sort of thing. Beyond the Baselines is the leading executive search firm for private members clubs and boutique resorts. From the kitchens to the courts, the practice tees to the waterfront, Beyond the Baselines is your partner to find the best-in-class employees for your club, facility, or resort. Whether you are a member-owned club or a corporate hotel entity, we are the specialists for you in elite hospitality. It's not just the members that should feel loyalty to their club. It's the sense of loyalty combined with the pride of offering superior service and hospitality in every worker that makes a good club that much better. So find that right candidate with us today. Call us today at 508-538-1288. That's 508-538-1288. Or visit us on the web at beyondthebaselines.com. You have worked as a I at mostly member-owned clubs, you know, like Greenwich Country Club, the Field Club, where you know all those clubs up there are technically equity clubs where the members yeah. own it. This is, I believe, the four of you, your four partners, including you, own the club. Yeah. How how are you finding that? Because personally, that's a very different dynamic for you to deal with. You know, every time you used to step on the tennis court, you're dealing with a shareholder of the company. Now you're the shareholder. How are you finding your behaviors toward the new members? I mean, I know it's not started yet, but how have you been dealing with them and how has it changed your outlook in dealing with members? Well, the, the way we see, and, you know, you know, of course, it's, it's very different. And But member satisfaction and engagement, we know how to do that. So we're going to do that, you know, the, the same way or, or even, you know, and, you know, when it's something that you own and between all of us, you know, maybe even even a little bit more. And but I'm gonna be the only one out of our group who's going to be managing the club. So Juan, Mark, and Mark, they are not going to be actively working at the club, but they are gonna own the club and with right. me. 
and I'm gonna be the and I we were talking about you know what title should we you know discuss so we came up with chief sports officer I don't know okay. if you can CSO and, I like that well because I'm gonna be overseeing the club and then all the different sports and I'm gonna be teaching some padel and and pickleball as well not golf and I'm not a very good um golfer and <laughs> but in terms of how we view the service and the quality of service, it's going to be as high as we are used to, you know, and my partners have worked at, you know, Greenwich Country Club, Juan is the director now, and he's worked at in Westchester Country Club, and Mark Parsons has worked at my nursing, he's at Aspect of Valley now, so we know, you know, upscale, high level of service, we know that, so we envision doing the same thing. The, the look and the atmosphere is going to be a little bit more modern than a country club, and, well, it's indoors, that, so you can well, you it's, know it's indoors. indoors it's a new sport. Yeah, that's that, that's a that's a difference, and but also the atmosphere inside, and we wanted to make it an upscale, fun, and modern country club. Great. Um, I mean that, that that's my point is that for for you it's kind of interesting as a personally to to change. I know you like for example, uh, you were I think director of tennis at Weburn, which is there in Darien, correct? Yeah. And, and so now I'm going to bring this into the actual uh, office club space. Weburn had two has two different sites, right? It has the clubhouse site with all the courts and then it has the, the, the beach on the sound site with more courts where you do most of the juniors. So you're used to running two sites here. I'm thinking it's just one big building. How many courts, like how many Padel courts, how many pickleball courts? Give us a little bit of the detail of the building and in the, in the, and how many simulators? golf maybe one two but then also is there food and drink involved is is there a, is there a food and beverage side of this so we are we have a thirty five thousand plus in building so it's a warehouse that it was it was empty and and we're gonna fit five pickleball courts each court is going to be individually um you know set up with you know a four foot fence around it so there's no balls going every, you know everywhere Right. Each court is going to actually have a fence around it. That's then nice. we have five and so five pickle, four paddle courts. They're all going to be full panoramic. There's no columns all in the back on the all side. Glass. So all glass. So the, the best of the best in terms of the quality of the courts. And then two Trackman golf simulators. And I I, I tried them and <laughs> they are they are actually pretty sweet. So I'm excited about that too. So I can get to, you know, to, to use them a little bit, perhaps. <laughs> and so that in terms of the facilities, then we're going to have locker rooms. We're going to have mm -hmm. bathrooms on one side of the of the club because the locker rooms are going to be on one side. But we're also going to have some locker rooms on the other side of the building. So you don't have to go all the way across to, to use the bathroom. So okay. there's going to be some showers and, you know, like a, a small area for, for a locker. It's not like every member is going to have their locker just for the day, you know, if they want right. to take a quick shower. That sort of thing. We're gonna have a reception, you know, office space, and then we're gonna have a bar. But we're not gonna, and for the time being, we're not planning to apply for a liquor license. But we're gonna um, get an, a cafe permit, which allows you to sell beer and wine. Okay. Now, in terms of food, and we're going to all our events are gonna be catered, and we're planning to have food trucks. We don't have a kitchen, and we're not planning to prepare any any meals there. Smart, smart. Uh, food and beverage is tough. Um, yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, I, I do that up north. Uh, I cater all the events. I bring caterers in. And 
it actually, if you think about it, it's probably the most economical way of doing it rather than having staff that has to cook and has to clean and the hood and all the oil, uh, grease yep. pans and all that. So I, I take my hat off to you. I think you've made a good, good start there. Thanks. And, and, and the revenue really sounds crazy. You know, clubs will tell you this is, is with paddle is the bar is, is yep. definitely beer and wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and in those cold winters where you guys are up there in Norwalk, it'll be great to have a nice, uh, you know, glass of red after, uh, after a game of Padel. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's wonderful. Now, what do you think about, so you've got this, and, and let me explain to people who aren't from the East coast, aren't from Norwalk. Norwalk is that whole coast is really an old textile trading kind of coast. There are these big old warehouses, textile warehouses, like from new London down to Norwalk, um, new, you know, new Bedford, all that. Um, you took one of these buildings over. Now, what are your thoughts on capital expenses going forward? Have you planned for that? So you build these courts, you have a four Padel, five pickle, you've got the two golf simulators. What about capital expenses after like fixing up the building, air conditioning, all that kind of stuff? How are you, have you built that into your model? So this is a warehouse that doesn't have AC. We are putting AC. Ooh, 35,000 <laughs> so square feet. That's a that's, lot of that's square feet. That's a big expense. AC. It's a big expense. So we are putting AC because we want people to feel comfortable to play there in the summertime. Exactly. When it's really warm and hot or it rains, then they're going to come and, and be able to play in a climate con- climate controlled and environment at our, at our place. So that's did, a big expense. Yeah. Did I, uh, let me ask a question. Did the, the warehouse have heat before or did you have to put heat into yeah, it? No, the, 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 the warehouse has heat. And but we're changing everything from from new plumbing to new lights to the new AC. So all of that is completely new. So okay. the, the building is actually not that old. It was built in 2008, so it's in pretty good shape. Great. And you know the roof is in good shape. And we're making some changes to the parking lot because we're adding parking. We had some right. specific re- requirements from the town based on the the new usage of the space. It used to be a warehouse, so you need you require less parking, but now since we're changing the usage, which is allowed in that in that zone, we are gonna create more, more parking. So we don't see that we're gonna have a ton of capital expenses moving forward because we're building the bathrooms, we're putting the it's new AC, new. we're putting new lights. So new sprinklers, well, it has actually sprinklers on the inside, but we're, we're moving some of them so they don't interfere with play. Right, right, yeah, because the pipes will come through and... <laughs> Yeah, when you play hit it. in pickleball, there's not that much loving. No. So you don't need that much height. But when you play padel, padel. most of it is loving. So our, our courts have between 22 to 24 feet and of, of height, height, which is okay. which is pretty good. And you can play with 18, which is what the club down in, in Brooklyn has. And I play there. And you can play, you hit the ceiling a little bit, but you know, for you can you can still play. So ours is going to be from 22 to 24, depending on the court. At Beyond the Baselines, we have over 25 years of experience with management of private members' clubs and boutique resorts. Whether it's finding the inefficiencies caused by the blurring of roles between management and board governance, managing a single department, or educating and mentoring a key employee, we have served the private members' club industry like no other consultancy since 2007. Partnering with club governing bodies and working alongside management, we bring a team of highly specialized and experienced 
experienced associates for that personal touch and hands-on management style to achieve long-term goals with short-term results. At Beyond the Baselines, we understand the traditions and importance of membership, but history and connections to a bygone era shouldn't inhibit growth. In fact, we believe they can be a catalyst for change. So please visit our website at beyondthebaselines.com or give us a call at 508-538-1288. That's 508-538-1288. Norwalk is, you're really in an interesting situation here, Patricio, because Norwalk, I know the area well, I grew up in that area, as I, we talked about before the podcast, but, yeah. you know, Sono, as you call it now, South Norwalk is kind of the up and coming part of Norwalk. It was really rough back in the day when I was yeah. a kid, and now it's kind of like the place to be. You're right in the heart of it, uh, and it's kind of it's kind of got folks. It's 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 tucked in right next to Rowayton and Darien, which is a really really nice area, and a lot of people play racket sports there. So you're really well positioned, and you found this warehouse. Let me ask you one more question about the warehouse. How hard was it to get permitting? Did the town obviously had parking requirements, but was the town at all worried about a this kind of a new idea? Did they? You know, I guess it's just a business permit, but what did they say? So, you know, we, when when we started this process, I knew very little about how the processing works and each town is different. Right. So one of the first things we did is we hire a land and use attorney who knows <laughs> who knows the town, knows the regulations, knows what well to done. do. We yep. hire, you know, a really good um, inge- civil engineer as well because there are some changes to the the site plan, you know, parking and requirements of the building and egress and all these things. And we hired good architects. So we had a really good team that helped us guide through this process. It would be close to impossible for us to do it. And, you know, without really knowing, I mean, I guess you could do it, but I I don't see how. And so the, the permits, you know, we hired someone who knows what to do. And then we sort of like let her do her thing. Lisachi, which she's amazing. She's a local, um, you know, Norwalk. She works in other in, in cities too, but she's from, from Norwalk and knows sure. really well all the regulations. Now, the Planning and Zoning Commission, when we had to present this project to them, and they couldn't wait to raise their hand and approve it because you go from an empty warehouse to a club that's going to bring, you know, we're going to pay more taxes. We're going to, you know, hire employees. We're going to bring people in. So an empty warehouse and then a place where people are going to come and use the space and enjoy. And it brings a lot of value to the to the club. We're, we're planning, and this is our, our, our goal, to hire as many local companies from a brewing company to the, you know, from cleaning crews to employees to, and all the, you know, like I was explaining earlier, you know, to to bring, you know, vendors, outside vendors to help us with our events, all the, right. you know, the food requirements and local people from Norwalk and local companies. So we're bringing, we think, a lot of value and, and money in taxes to the city. That's fantastic. You know, I hadn't thought of that, but the city probably loves it because it's an empty warehouse and now it's going to be yeah, packed it was full kind of, of funny how... We were really nervous during that planning and zoning. It was a Zoom and you know session, and it took like the whole thing took like two hours or maybe a little bit more. There was somebody else after us. You know, mm-hmm. they go one project at a time, and we were really nervous leading up to that meeting. And when it was our 
our time and it was their turn to to vote, they couldn't really like wait to raise their hand and say, Good. yes, I, it, you know, I second. No, I second. It was kind of funny. That's fantastic. Well done. Um, so I'm going to finish up here with a couple more more theoretical, yeah. philosophical questions for you because you're one of the leaders in our industry. You know, Patricia, you. you've been around, and uh, I know you through the New England USTA um, uh, Public Relations Committee and all that. So, in your mind, I think you know we've heard all of this that you know pickleball, not so much pedal, but pickleball, and pedal may come into this. Uh, is stealing space from tennis courts. Now you're got, you've gone out and created a new warehouse space. Is this? Do you think this is going to be the new thing we're doing? We've seen it in Brooklyn. We've seen it now in Sono. We've seen it in Philadelphia. Do you think that Pickle and Padel will move off the tennis court? Uh, I have I I have my views on this, but do you think it'll move off uh, and and start its own? areas like this like you're doing is that the new is that the new fad well i think that if there is an empty space whether it's a former you know supermarket that closes or a warehouse or whatever the space may be is real estate so the money is going to go to where the real estate is you know whether it's a tennis court whether it's an empty warehouse or whether it's an empty piece of land that you can build on so if it's a tennis court that is not being used you know People are going to say, okay, so I have this tennis court and it's bringing me X number of dollars. I can either sell it or convert it into padel or pickleball. So that's where, you know, the money is going to go. And I don't think it's such a big deal to, let's say, lose one tennis court and put two or three pickleball or padel. If at a club, if you're um, engaging different members or the same members more, because there, you have to remember that when you bring someone for pickleball or for padel, you have them there, and if they have a good experience, some of them are gonna and try tennis. So it's a good feeder, especially on the junior side. On the junior side, I think my kids they don't like tennis. I have three daughters, one just turned nine, and then I have um, two seven-year-olds. They tried tennis, they didn't really like it. They love pickleball. So if they keep playing pickleball. And the racket skills are transferable. So from pickleball, they can go into, into tennis later on. Or from padel, they can go into tennis or pickleball or vice versa. So that's how I see it. I don't see it as, oh, I'm losing a tennis court. And I see it as gaining an opportunity for people to be engaged more in the rackets and I, world. I love that. You know, you, you've, you've opened my eyes there because all I hear in the industry is, you know, pickles stealing from tennis. And, and you just said, no, you just said that the juniors start in pickle and it's a feeder to tennis. So it's actually bolstering tennis. Yeah. Um, and I, I, you know, I, I hadn't thought of that. Uh, thank you for opening <laughs> I my play on, I play on my driveway all the time, even yeah. without an ad. We, we go out with like a sidewalk chop. Sometimes we put some cones just to give us the idea of, okay, we need to hit it over these cones. But I know that at some point, all those skills, when we play on our driveway, they're going to go into the tennis court and it's going to be easier to pick up. Hey, you think about it, it's like backyard basketball, driveway basketball. It's the yeah. same thing, really. You know, it's so different from the gym. Um, do you think that your new venture will be 
received well by, obviously it is, you've got 600 applicants, but I, I have a, a follow-up question to this by the, the yeah. old guard, by, by the people who are, you know, the country club elites that uh, see tennis as a, as the apotheosis. Do you think your new venture is going to, you know, are you going to tick people off at your old places? And we, we don't think so. They cannot wait for us to open and all the country club, you know, members of, of this area, most of them play golf and, and platform tennis and we're very respected on the platform tennis in the platform tennis world. So we see all the platform tennis players, which are thousands and thousands in this area. They're going to be like, oh, I kind of want to try that. I've heard about it. I've seen all these YouTube videos and people walking out the out of the gate, which is only the pros. It's not, you know, the rest of the mortals. And but we 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 cannot wait to open our doors because people wanna wanna give it a try. They want to try. They wanna try. They want to play paddle, especially pickleball. Everyone has tried it, or right. they constantly play. So we know that there's a lot of interest on that side. And and then on the golf simulator side, which and there are a few places nearby that it's so hard to find an open bay for, right. for golf simulator. So we think that by offering the different options in, in, in this indoor club environment and people are going to really enjoy it. So just to follow up to that, yeah, obviously you've got the initiations and the dues year monthly. Are you going to offer golf instruction on the simulators and are you going to offer padel and paddle instruction and how much pickleball instruction and how much do you think that's going to add to your revenues or is it mainly going to be the membership dues? So at the beginning, and especially on the padel side, not many people have played padel. So we think that on the instruction side, it's going to be, um, you know, not significant, but a lot of people will want to take lessons. And group lessons, private lessons, we, we see mostly being group lessons where people are going to and lean towards. On the pickable side, a little bit too. On the instruction side, we think people are going to play more than take lessons. And then on the golf side, we're going to offer on a part-time basis, we're talking to a few golf instructors in the area that are going to come and just teach their lessons and quote-unquote rent the simulator from us and then you know charge for their, their, their lessons. We are going to offer, not this summer because we, we're not going to be open in time, we don't think, and a summer camp for kids to come and do all three different sports and our activities in, inside of the, the club. And but we're also this is actually another thing that we think is going to allow us to grow the sport of padel is we're going to allow pros to come and rent the courts from us and then teach. That's now, smart. in order to do that, in order to do that, and we're going to give them a discounted you know rental fee so they can do mm -hmm. that. In order to do that, they have to join our club. Right. So it's an added benefit for them. And they can come and play if they want to. And we're happy to to have them, but if they want to be able to teach some of their members, then they have to be a member of the club, and they can teach members or non-members of the club as well. That's fantastic, smart idea. So you're you're renting it out, monetizing the courts as best you can with and with your own pros and with outside pros. I'll tell you, the golf simulators might get really busy on rainy days in the summer. I'll tell you, they yeah, get really busy. Um, Last thing I'm going to ask you, and this is a very broad industry question, um, but you, you, you know, Greenwich Country Club, Weburn, 
New Canaan Field Club, you've worked at all those. You know the models. You know how those clubs work. Do you think those clubs will have to change in a way down the road to match what you and your partners are doing and what's happening in Brooklyn and what's happening in Philadelphia? Do you you think they're going to have to change their models in any way? So, you know, talking broad industry terms, you know, club industry, and we think they are already. They they realize that they have to build pickleball courts. And we know of at least five local clubs that are looking into putting paddle courts. So we want that to happen because Mm -hmm. then we can run inter-club leagues. And then when it rains, then they're going to come to our place. And But I'll give you an example. Two years ago, Juan and I, it was mo- mostly Juan, and, but we ran the local pickleball league for Fairfield County and Westchester. Two years ago, so in 2021 was year one. We had 1,400 players. Year two, 1,700 players. And year three, which is going to be this one, we might be close to 2,000 players, but let's just say that we, we are within the same numbers of the past. So out of those clubs we have 50 clubs participating in this league year one less than five had permanent pickleball courts now more than half of that of that number over 25 clubs have pickleball courts permanent pickleball courts and there's a good group of the ones who don't have them yet that are looking to add so most of the clubs within i think three to five years are going to have pickleball courts permanent pickleball courts we think it's going to happen something similar with Padel. So to answer your questions, do they have to change the model? I think they have already because they are looking to offer more services to engage their members more. And it's not, you know, tennis only. And even with platform tennis, it started a, like a good 10 to 15 years ago. Not all the clubs had platform tennis. The clubs that didn't, they added it. The clubs that had two courts added one more, two more. The clubs that had four added one more or two more. So they have been doing some of that, and and we are really looking forward for the clubs to add, especially on the padel side, because pickle everyone has already bought into the idea of we need to do things for pickleball, and soon it's going to be padel. Gotcha. Well, I, I'll leave you uh, I'll leave the audience with a, a great one. Is that uh, I, I, my daughter's homesick today? So. I was on time for the podcast and, and Patricio said he can make it for nine because he has his twins going at eight 30 to school and, and your older one going at, I think uh seven 57. So I wanted to say thank you for making the time. Six 57. Sorry. <laughs> Six 57. Um, but thank you so much for making the time. I know family calls, you've got a new business. Um, it's great to have such an industry leader on, on the podcast uh, with us. And um, again, thank you for your time and, and good luck with your venture. I, it, you're going to make it work. I can tell you've already got 600 uh, interested parties. So thank you so much. And it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast. Well, thank you so much for having me, Ed. And definitely when we have our soft opening, if you're in the area, you can make it, then you're invited. When when is that planned? When is that planned? And we are, you know, once we have a better idea on the construction, then we'll, we'll organize more than one soft opening parties. What is going to be for, you know, the community, all our friends, and then we're going to have one for club professionals as well. And sometime in the summer, and maybe it's in June, maybe it's in July. It, it depends on how, you know, how the construction timeline moves along. I'd love to be there. And, and for the folks listening, um, I'll put this in the, in the notes too, but how, how can people reach you for 
for if they're interested in, in joining the sports house. So our website is is sports sports that house. Okay, sports right. that and house is spelled H A U S. It's not dot com. It's dot H A U S. Sports dot house. So Great. there, there is a like a CTA. You know, you can enter your your email address and then we'll add add you know whoever is interested in receiving information. We send once uh, once a week information about the club updates and and some you know padel pickleball and golf news. Great. Thank you, Patricio. Have a great day and and good luck. Thank you, Ed. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to BeyondTheBaselines.com podcast. It's a pleasure bringing you each week's news and views and great guests from our tennis, fitness, and country club industries. You can always reach the team here at BeyondTheBaselines at gmail.com or on the phone at 508-538-1288. Please do visit our website at www.BeyondTheBaselines.com, which is updated regularly with even more information for you, your club, or your facility. See you again soon.